Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Today is Wednesday, June 3rd. On the show with us is Marcos Hernandez, VMware Chief Technologist, NSX guy since before it existed, loves network virtualization, service mesh, containers, OpenStack. You can find him on Twitter at netvirt, N-E-T-V-I-R-T. Welcome to the show, Marcos. Uh, thank you very much, Aaron. Hi, Tyler. Thank you for having me. Awesome to have you on. I'm, I'm glad you joined us. Um, I'll toss in one more little snippet about Marcos is that he is one of the nicest and most approachable, wicked smart people in VMware, period. And, and I'm lucky to have him right here in Dallas, too. He's, he's been an absolute amazing resource for me as I have grown in the VMware space as well. So. Right, right back at you. I could, uh, and I will say the exact same thing about, about you. So thank you. Well, thank you. Well, you guys are both just awesome and nice. We need more nice people in this world. We need yeah, to be we nicer do. to each other. True so. facts, man. And apparently, right before we started hit, to hit record, Marcos, you were recalling a story where we've met before, and I'm trying to remember where that might have been. Can you remind me? Okay, I, I will remind you, which, you know, you probably won't and remember. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. I am cursed, and I sometimes I see it as a curse, with this thing that, I, you know, I, will, I never forget a name, and I never forget a face. I mean, that's really an exaggeration. Awesome. I'll, I'll forget people. Uh, but, 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 but people who make an impression, I'll remember forever. And sometimes, so you ever hear me say something like, Hey, I know you from somewhere, but what's your name? <laughs> I'm, I'm probably lying, trying to say face because that person didn't remember me. So I'm trying okay. to, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to remember <laughs> you either, but I know, but that's actually not the case. I remember every face. I remember every interaction. Awesome. And, and that's uh, sometimes uh, it's useful, you know, especially in a customer facing role. But uh, sometimes it's like, oh, I remember this person. This person doesn't even know who I am. But anyway, no, with, with, um, with you, Aaron, uh, we uh, actually met in um, a Topco event. Oh, um, okay. At, at uh, VMworld uh, a number of years ago. I don't know if you recall that. VMworld uh, in uh, Las in, Vegas? In, Ve in Las Vegas, yes. Oh, okay. See, I'm, I'm searching the catacombs of my mind, knowing that you live here in Dallas. Like, where did, like, was it a VMA? <laughs> uh, you, you know, actually, yeah. that's a funny story about go. Marcos in general, because uh, my manager in the HCI business unit, James Lafort, and I always joked about the fact that for years, literally, I think the first two years I was at VMware, neither of us, James or myself, ran into Marcos in Dallas. It was always somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then uh, we also had a brief interaction. And this I'm using my email, not my memory. Uh, we had a brief interaction um, um, for an internal Dell project. And your team provided some support there for something. We oh, were doing, okay. Uh, on SDC, uh, uh, VxRack SDC. And that was also a number of years ago. So thank you for that. Of course, man. Uh, so you just said something, and I'm curious to get your take on this. You said, I'm using my email, not my memory. What yeah. if in the future they are tied together when you call same. it one in the same? Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's just agree not to call it email now, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, 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 thank you in advance. Let's rebrand that. 
<laughs> I, uh, what are your thoughts I, on the chip in the brain where you can just access all of this stuff without having to uh, look oh, at an interface? Man. I mean, uh, I don't think we're too far from that. I mean, it, it, it's not exactly implanted in your brain, but, uh, but can you really exist and operate without your phone uh, on you uh, at all times? Uh, I don't think so. We're like, you know, inevitably tied. Yeah, it's, I know, I know. And it has all these other consequences, but, but the fact is that we're already addicted and so depend, dependent on um, this device. Um, You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, you feel incomplete. Yeah. You're not uh, with your phone all the time. It's even worse for like younger people. Yeah. I've told myself that when I retire that I'm going to try to live without a cell phone and just like go back to a landline, but I'm sure that won't exist. And I'm sure the cell phones we have or mobile phones we have today. Absolutely not. They won't even you're gonna have you're gonna have two phones to make sure that there's redundancy anytime one of your daughters calls you. (laughs) And you know it. Yeah, because that's the that's the thing is that we can we can all say like I look forward to the day when I don't have my crackberry in hand, figuratively speaking. But right. it's it like the way we interact with everyone is just constantly changing and barreling forward. So you're not going to want to give up the the good interactions. Hopefully, we can shed the really unhealthy side of it, which is like glued to the screen. Um, glued to news feeds and social platforms that aren't necessarily very personal in nature. Um, but I, I don't see, I don't see them going away. I don't, I think it'd be extremely difficult to actually break free, especially as my kids get older and want to spend less and less time with me in the same room. If I'm hearing what everyone with older kids has to say about kids growing up. Right. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So we have about 18 minutes left in the show, 19 minutes left before uh, the bottom of the hour. What, what, uh, what news are we looking at here today? I saw a fun one. Um, I'll kick it off uh, that actually dovetails into that a little bit. I love to say the word dovetail. It's just fun as a woodworker. It's it's, it's just good mental image for me. Um, Anyways, uh, researchers uh, have, have made some really interesting discoveries using uh, some wearables to predict early early predict um, COVID-19 infections, which um, I think is cool. We were talking about sort of implanting a chip so that email was accessible, but uh, not a far cry from that. Wearables actually being used to sort of stitch together um, individual health histories and stuff like that, and, and then use it for good as opposed to like adjusting your insurance premiums. And um, obviously that's very specific to current pandemic stuff, but I think it has really broad use cases too, just being able to sort of identify uh, when, when obviously certain recordables go outside of norms for you, the individual, and being able to sort of flag it and say, hey, this, this looks wrong. Um, maybe you should talk to some kind of provider. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, what, I mean, what kind of wearables are they? What are we talking about? Yeah, here? so I think this was a a ring. It's the wow. Quora. I, oh, I don't Q, actually know how to the Q one or whatever Quora or whatever. I don't or, think it's it's O O U R A. So I or believe o- it's a Aura. Ring. Okay. Yeah, Aura. Um, and I think it was mostly just tracking um, heart rate, probably physical, maybe body temperature, temperature stuff like that, and yeah. then um other things they don't get into yeah, too many anything, of the details but 
I'm cool with anything that will personally alert you. You know, it's like a relationship with you and the wearable rather than you and or a, a company or a government and that wearable, <laughs> whether that's yeah, a cell yeah, phone, yeah. a contact tracing app or whatever, um, or, you know, them tracking you and then alerting you. So, yeah, I mean, if we can, there's all kinds of cool stuff around like tracking your sleep cycles and all kinds just to give yeah. you more analytics and intelligence about yourself. Um, yeah. So I'm listen, also, listen to this. This is straight from the article. Some of these quotes are actually really funny and interesting at the same time, but it says, um, the researchers found that they could predict COVID-19 systems, uh, symptoms, including fever, cough, and fatigue up to 24 hours before onset, which is, I think, what's so interesting and valuable mm. about stuff like this is actually getting ahead of it. Sort of, yeah, uh, of course. You know, instead, of, instead of looking in the rearview mirror and saying, oh, you have a fever, you're probably sick. It's, it looks like you're about to have a fever. Um, maybe we can avoid it. But uh, the quote from one of the researchers actually says, uh, the technology, the platform that they developed continuously monitors the human operating system. <laughs> such a fun way to have that said, right? Yeah, HOS, wow. That's great. Oh God! Um, there you go. The email extension for your HOS. That's all I said. There, it's got to have a yeah. new name. I'm, I'm failing in the rebranding here, but <laughs> whenever I see uh, news like this, right? Uh, you know, promote uh, this proliferation of devices, the Internet of Things, and all this, uh, you know, push to more analytics and intelligence to the edge. And now, I guess the edge is your body. Um, I I think of the network behind it. And I'm sorry if I'm bringing it back. Yeah, to, no, that's know, awesome. I know, it, but I, I, I think we have the network is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, okay, I mean, all this thing has a network identity, let's call it an IP address, and uh, has to connect to uh, the, 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 the rest of the systems, right? And, and uh, I, I, I immediately, you know, and probably this is just my insecurities kicking in, but I'm, I think of uh, job security. And I'm like, well, oh, we're going to be employed. I mean, if you're in networking, where you're going to be employed forever because all these things need connectivity, security, and elasticity. Those are the three attributes of any uh, professionally designed network. And who better than a network engineer to um, optimize, install, deploy, monitor, and, and support, uh, you know, the, the, those the platforms. Edge systems on the HOS, yeah. <laughs> of the, yeah, so, so I, and obviously there's all the applications, uh, all this exists because of the applications uh, that run on top, but, uh, but I, I, I mean, I love it when I see more and more uh, devices that need uh, connectivity because, you know, we, we need uh, uh, to architect those networks and that's, you know, that's what I've been doing. That's, hopefully that's what many more people will do over the next few years. I, networking, security, those are areas that I think are going to uh, continue to, you know, be relevant and, and, and just oh, critical. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah no, absolutely, I, I man. can't disagree at all. And, and it's nice because network engineers already envision themselves neuroscience, you know, PhDs. So that's, that's perfect. <laughs> neuroscience PhDs. Okay, we're on to something. Marcus, you said applications that run on the operating what what, what applications run on the human operating system? There you go. There you uh, go. You, 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 well, I mean, uh, everything, right? It runs uh, in your body. I mean, we're we're talking about just Absolutely. measuring this, um, uh, just you know, detecting the and, and keeping track of all these metrics uh, about yeah. your health and and all that. That's uh, I could you know I could see that as a, as an application where you know the purpose of the application is to keep you healthy and yeah. uh, and informed, but. Um, 
but really, you know, what I was saying more was the all the infrastructure that has to support that is right, like right. what really what really what really excites me and 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 it's really really great just to see this you know intelligence being uh, just disseminated uh, to, to you know to this high resolution, which is now the person or a specific specifically a specific bodily function on that person. That's just incredible to me. Yeah, yeah it, it really wild. is. It really is. Now, wait until somebody asks you to draw the network design inclusive of every neuron in the human operation. <laughs> like, uh, like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm not even, yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, another interesting news. This is uh, more about an old school network, so a good segue. Um, apparently, in Chicago, police officers' radios were uh, hacked, and um, the hackers that had injected themselves into I, hacked, I feel like, needs really strong air quotes here because the method uh, wasn't um, detailed greatly in this article. Um, maybe it will be in like a 2600 or something later. Yeah, but It could just mean um, accessed. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, I, if you could see the big air quotes, right? Um, anyways, it was uh, overrun by um, external entities and they were you know, streaming things like music from the NWA and you know, making statements. And of course, it uh, it caused quite the kerfluffle because um, police used those communication streams not just to coordinate but to also get ambulances in place and stuff like that. So there was a lot of um, um, unhappiness about what was happening. Not to mention that it's it's very illegal, right? This uh, breaking into those um, channels is uh, is very punishable from a legal perspective. And then towards the end of the article, it talked about uh, police departments in other areas that have uh, encrypted their streams or encrypted the radios. And, and they, they did that, quoting exactly stuff like this as the reason why. And of course, the pushback to having encrypted radios from a police perspective is that the, um, you know, the reporting, the news organization side of things says without openness there, yeah. there's risk of abuse of that you know, power because the platform becomes closed. And so it's kind of interesting to see those things together. Yeah. It is Hacks are a reality you know, in, our, in our lives and they're, they're not going away. They're getting more uh, prevalent and also uh, the ingenuity right behind all this um, attacks i mean it's just incredible so um but they typically follow a a uh, you know a specific pattern uh yeah it would be interesting to understand exactly how they uh took control over this system but uh but typically the anatomy of, of an attack that kill chain uh, of the attack is typically very similar um in, in those attacks and um yeah in, you know whether the end goal is uh, exfiltration or just you know uh denial of service uh like you know this one sounds uh something like, like that um you know it's always it's always similar and, and i think our again our responsibility as technologists is to you know help our customers help our uh, communities and our systems uh, reduce that attack surface so yeah it would be interesting to see how exactly they uh penetrated this environment but uh yeah it's uh it's it happens every day and at least in this country, we have a you know somewhat robust legal framework where um, companies are uh, you know forced, or I guess uh, you know they they need to disclose 
this kind of things, right? And, and they, especially yeah. if uh, personal information is, uh, is compromised, you need to know, they need to, but in some other uh, countries, in some other sectors, uh, that transparency does not exist. So can you, I, I can only, uh, you know, think about all the attacks that we don't know about, <laughs> uh, right? And, and that yeah. you know, we're not disclosed, where our information was compromised. Just, uh, yeah, and it feels like every day we, we learn about a new breach. In fact, it, gosh, a really poignant example of that is, I want to say this morning, and I didn't keep the link, so I couldn't even tell you what it was. I, I think I just saw a summary of three breaches that were posted from three different large organizations all over the globe. And it was just like, ah, day. another day, another leak, not news, every day. right? It's like, that's, yeah. that's actually kind of sad. Yep. You know, I am acutely uh, aware of uh, those kind of things, and I, I try to do my best to, you know, not uh, fall victim uh, to that. The closest thing that has happened to me was uh, someone from, you know, Eastern Europe actually got into my Evernote account. Oh, and wow. just Yes, and just stayed there forever. Um, I didn't notice that until wow. I went in the logs of my Evernote, and, you know, I saw this access, uh, which was uh, allowed from, you know, in, in, in the IP and country was being tracked there. So it's like, okay, um, I, uh, thankfully, I don't keep anything personal in my Evernote. Sure. Absolutely nothing. It's just, you know, just lose uh, random notes from, you know, some meetings, but there was nothing personal there, not a single password, nothing. And this is not, I'm not saying anything I, uh, against Evernote. This was actually sure. a user problem. It was my issue because, you know, I didn't have a strong enough password not to factor authentication. So I fixed that, but that, that was pretty scary. It's like, look, oh, yeah, I mean, I this, this, this happens. I mean, this is real. Yeah. There, there was an article I saw this morning that, that uh, there was a study done whenever breaches have occurred and, and passwords have been compromised, they have found that roughly only a third of the, um, uh, of the user profiles ever end up changing their password changing after their that passwords. event. Gosh. Yeah. Anybody that goes and reads about rainbow tables should, should increase that one third a lot. Right. Yeah. And anyway, that's not familiar. After those large breaches, they will sell just usernames and passwords to whoever will buy them, usually back market channels, black market channels, right? And um, brute force uh, programs designed to break into password protected um, systems will create what are called rainbow tables that are inclusive of basically every leak's worth of passwords. So instead of just being totally random and running through, you know, four, eight, 16, 24, 32 digits that are inclusive of everything on a keyboard, potentially, they start with dictionary words and rainbow tables. And so if your password has ever been part of a breach, it's very likely part of what becomes, you know, uh, sort of on the botnet side of things, available to a system to just use as part of a brute force attack, um, dramatically reducing the effectiveness of any password that's ever been leaked. So yep. change passwords, yeah. people. <laughs> Hey, exactly, Tyler. and don't keep the passwords in a text file on your right. computer. Right. Uh, I've seen people do this. It's the no, equivalent no. of taping the you know combination to your safe. Notes. Yeah, yeah, it's right you know, next or, to or the post it right the next to on your safe. locker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so don't do it. Right. Oh right. man, I was um, 
I was in college once and uh, I found a guy's wallet and it happened to be one of my neighbors and he had his, um, um, his debit card in there. And in the same little pocket in the front was a, was a folded up piece of paper that said <laughs> pin and it had four digits <laughs> just like right there. Oh, that's... So I emptied his bank account. And, yeah, uh, right. Lots of fun. No, hey, when yeah. I found your wallet, I noticed that your bank account was empty. Um, um, I got a phone one too, real, real, yeah. real quick. Um, uh, my, my brother, younger brother, same first name, same, same last name. Um, he lived with me for a while. You know, different person, same name, you know, different social security number, different everything except that we share the same name and address for, for a while. Well, um, two of his credit cards uh, showed up on my um, credit report and one of mine on his. Uh, wow. oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. so, yeah. That's, Just because uh, the yeah. address. Yeah, so, yeah, so you know, this is, yeah, the systems are also sometimes, I mean, it's just a, just an oversight. I mean, the systems sure. are not really not that smart. designed to, to really provide that personalization of information. So that was an interesting one. Not exactly a security breach, but definitely a huge, yeah. a huge oversight, right? I mean, I'm basically yeah. able to see the accounts and, 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 and or, or my credit report could be affected, right, by, by the, my credit score by the you know another person it's just so another thing to to worry about <laughs> yeah, yeah we we, we fixed it we we call the agency and uh, <laughs> well and, and that one's it. fairly innocuous right but i know uh, unfortunately i have some anecdotes personally not not myself but friends that have had major issues with identity fraud um and unfortunately a couple of them were family right so uh, fathers and sons that share the same names, yep. family strife that turns into liquidation of, uh, you know, bank accounts that were left from That's grandparents, terrible. as an example. Like, it's really, really kind of sad stuff. But yeah, our, our system there um, is definitely imperfect in a lot of ways, but it, you don't want to limit access to something like credit, especially as critical as it is in the United States. Um, but it leaves doors open for stuff like that. And that's actually, it's a really interesting, you know, sort of automated mistake that you just pointed out. Um, yeah. I, I actually haven't heard a story quite like that before. It's interesting. Happened right, to me. One more crazy one for you real quick. And then I think we got to shut it down. Although Marcos, I think you were about to say something. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I don't have this problem because I have an iPhone and if uh, Marcos, if you've ever listened to this, we tend to go back and forth on the fact that I have an iPhone and, Tyler has an Android and <laughs> we make jokes out of it. But there's a big thing in the news right now about a photo that's bricking a bunch of uh, Android um, phones. Have you seen that, Tyler? I have not. Yeah, so- I certainly uh, haven't seen the photo either, apparently. It's a photo, yeah, well, good. You shouldn't. Don't look at it right. on your phone. Sounds bad. <laughs> Sounds like urban legend to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, where's the link, Buley? Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at it right Slender, now. Slender Man. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, yeah. So what is it? No, that's what's well, a photo. Different. It's just a photo of a lake. It's just a, a pretty photo of a lake with some clouds and the sunset coming through uh, some mountains. Is it bad that I clicked that link on right. my phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, like the, the explanation has something to do with the phones are having trouble quote determining the color space, and so it turns the screen on and off and on and off and on and off. So it's this like soft, uh, like brick, right? It's a software brick or, or whatever you want to call it. 
um, it, it doesn't like, you know, the, the phone doesn't become hardware uh, unusable, right? Oh, interesting. Um, and it only it happens ends up requiring if it's set a factory as reset wallpaper, which right. is, uh, that would not happen to me because I haven't changed my wallpaper in two years. Yeah. But well, that's an interesting show, idea then too. Yeah, it, 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 like being able to look at the photo doesn't have a problem determining the color space, but setting it as the wallpaper, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, well, it just looks like it, it says after setting the image in, in question as wallpaper, the phone immediately crashed. Yeah. So it wasn't just viewing it, which is interesting. It may, they must treat wallpaper color space differently. Not that that's shocking. I'm sure it's totally different design teams, but um, you'd think that the like full screening it in a, a photo app Maybe that's the answer is that the photo app as a sort of wow. something in between is Isn't changing fully... how that's being interpreted. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is. That's neat. That's All neat. right. Well, that's what I got. Marcos, it was great talking to you again because we met before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll have to have you back on again, man. Uh, Appreciate talking um, to you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, guys. And uh, yeah, I would love to do this again. Have a great, great. day. Well, we love having you on. Uh, always Stay a pleasure. I, I enjoy every interaction with you, Marco. Yeah. So this, this is super, super fun. Thank um, you, guys. And, and we'll have to have you back for sure. And that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And as always, if you've got any news we missed, general feedback, or the urge to join us on the show for recording this up on LinkedIn or Twitter or any way you know how to get a hold of us. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Bye, Marcos. <laughs>